And we're back with episode 25 of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with your co-host, Russ. And today, six days out from the Georgia spring game, going to hit on some highlights from what we saw. Russ, tell me what you most liked about the Georgia spring game. Well, the spring game was a lot of fun. Me and Reed had a lot of fun going. Um, you know, we got up there and we sat in some people's seats and uh, had to move a couple times, but that was okay. Other than that, you know, the football was good. Um, we left at halftime, so... You had know. to go grab a bite to eat. Not the most reliable analyst out there. Yeah. But, you know, when you get up there in 300 and 305 was the section and somebody takes your seat, and it, it just wasn't the, the best day for football, you know? Yeah, well, anyway, you know, I saw a lot of offense is what I saw. You know, this defense, I've heard a lot of overreactions this week really about both sides of the ball. You know, I heard it was yesterday. It was um, Zach Smith. He's an old Ohio State coach, assistant, got fired, had a scandal. He has a podcast. He was talking about how this defense is not as good as the past. It's not going to be very good. The offense is going to carry this team. And I just don't think you can make that assumption off of just one game when really these guys can't tackle the quarterback can't touch the quarterback. I mean, they're. it's not really a full – they say it's full contact, but it's really not. And, you know, when you can't assert your physicality on the offense, you know, it makes it difficult to stop them. And also I think, too, you know, we have a lot of players injured, and so they didn't get to showcase what they have. Um, one guy that we didn't see was Ra-Ra Thomas. What's his situation, Reed? Do you know? I've been researching it this week. I've been looking to see. I didn't see him on the field. I saw Dominic Lovett as a return guy and catch some balls in the slot. Dominic Lovett looked like the real deal to me. Um, I'm really excited about this receiving core because – Did you see Makai Muse out there? Makai Muse, the junior, you know, this guy – Popped out of nowhere. Going into the spring game, I knew Ladd was going to be a guy. I knew Dominic Lovett was going to be a guy. I knew Brock, Oscar Delp, Lawson Lucky. I knew all these highly touted guys were going to be, you know, they're going to make their presence felt. How about, the? you know, your starters score, they kick off, and McCombie gets a house call, takes one to the house, opening kickoff yeah, for his team. It. You know, it's electric, and then, you know, he scores a touchdown later in the game, made some big catches. He's going to be a game-changer for this team, Russ. I agree. I mean, he's an impact guy. I mean, he's definitely not a starter in my opinion, but maybe kick returner he's a starter or punt returner. But, you know. I think he can be a do-it-everything guy. Like, he's stocky enough. I think you could give him the ball a little bit out of the backfield, you know, like jet sweeps or something like that. He is very short for his position. Though, when I was looking at him on the field, I was like, dang, he looks like a little – he looks you know, real small compared to everybody else. Yeah, he's standing in between Brock Bowers and Oscar Delp and Ladd and Rosemary Jack Saint. And, you know, he looks so small. But i tell you what, he can get open. He's freaking good, dude. Russ, another thing we, we need to hit on, quarterback play. Tell me what you liked the most and what you didn't like about the quarterback play this past weekend. Um, 
Well, I thought the quarterbacks all did a, a pretty good job um, for what I saw. And, um, you know, it's Brock Vandegrift is obviously not the starter, though. I mean, we've been – we watched. Carson Beck is the guy, at least for the start of the season. Um, Brock Vandegrift, a lot of stuff has come out about him transferring. And – They've pretty much come out and said that he is not transferring. He doesn't plan on transferring. But after the spring game, he was, you know, he had some remarks that were not, you know, he like he wasn't going to stay at Georgia. And But they did come out and say that he is staying. Anyway, I think Carson Beck is the guy. I saw – it's hard to explain – what it was like watching Carson Beck. Brock Vandergriff's got a lot of talent. Gunnar Stockton has a lot of talent. Carson Beck has that it factor about him. He's in control. Like, when that offense was on the field, you know, yes, Carson had a great day throwing the ball, but he didn't just – I mean, he went through his progressions. He made the right reads. He had some passes dropped, and he still put up some great numbers. Like the offense, now and the offense looked good with Brock. The offense looked good with Gunner, but the offense looked its best with Carson Beck under center taking snaps. And you know, some people were like, "Oh, we need this dual threat. We need this." You know, Brock Vandergriff is a great runner, and I think everybody knew that going in. But Carson Beck, at the same time, can move very well. He's not going to run for however many yards Stetson ran for last year or be as big of a running threat. But he's definitely going to make an impact with his legs and more of an impact with his arm as he's a traditional pocket passer. Russ, some big news that came out, I think the day of the spring game, Bear Alexander enters the portal. What do you think about that move? What are your thoughts and what have you heard? Um, It's obviously a big hit on the Georgia defense, you know, um, he's kind of – he's a guy who you think is going to be a starter, and he goes he goes out there and transfers – or enters the portal. He hasn't transferred yet. Maybe he's just trying to get more money. You never know. Anyway, he was going to be a starter, and it, may, it makes you think, like, he doesn't want to work hard enough to be a starter or something of the sort – like somebody else took over his position for a day and he got mad about it and just stopped trying. You never know with stuff like that. I, you know, when it first came out, I got, you know, I got to thinking, I was like, this is a massive loss. This defense is going to, you know, they're going to miss not having him in the middle. And what I thought, or miss having him in the middle, but then I got to thinking, how many of these guys in this middle have played some quality snaps? Zion Logue is a guy. Who's played a lot on the interior D line? Warren Brinson's played a lot on the interior D line. Um, Tyrone, or maybe it's Ingram Dawkins. I don't know his first name. He's played some significant snaps on the interior D line. And um, Jai Jarrett, the freshman defensive tackle. I've only heard great things out of that five star. This defense is going to be just fine with or without Barry Alexander. We don't know the reason why he entered the portal. It's all speculation and it's all rumor. But if Bear Alexander comes back, that's great. That's another piece that you have 
on this defense. But if he doesn't, this defense is still going to be productive. This defense is still going to wreak havoc. And this front seven is still going to be dominant against every single offensive line in the conference. Well, I agree. And you have the best coach in the in the world coaching this team. And I don't think there's anybody – I mean, everybody on that on the bench, wherever, can play football on that team. And it, no matter who you put in there, they're going to coach them and they're going to perform like they're supposed to. Well, the most underrated aspect of Kirby Smart's coaching ability is his ability to develop players. And, you know, I was on Twitter the other day, and there was a PFF thing about Jordan has the most linebackers drafted since 2010, Russ. And, you know, some Alabama fan left something under there like, Kirby can't develop, Georgia can't do that, Georgia can't do that. So I started thinking about how many of these linebackers has Kirby produced? Let me name a few for you. Roquan Smith, Nicobe Dean, Channing Tindall, Lorenzo Carter, Davin Bellamy, Jamon Dumas-Johnson, Smale Munden. Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd was one of the year before. I can't What year? Were you? you were talking about a certain year? Or just like all like the uh, year. Kirby. Leonard Floyd, too. Leonard you Floyd say Kirby was his, or Georgia? I don't know. Kirby. Sorry. But... Kirby Smart will develop any of these guys. All these guys are capable of being game changers. And, you know, Georgia doesn't really have to worry like some other teams about, oh, well, who's going to be – who's going to be whoever's out there is going to produce for this team. And if they don't, they got a guy waiting for them to take their spot. I agree. And another guy you can add to that list is Dumas Johnson. That dude will be first, second-round pick guy, I'm telling you. He's, he's the best inside linebacker in college football for this year. Another part of that front seven, I mean, the edge rushers have not been talked about a whole lot so far, but you have Michael Williams, freshman All-American. You have Jalen Walker. You have Raylan Wilson, Samuel Mpemba. The edge rushing this year is going to be superb, maybe the best it's been in the Kirby Smart era. I don't think you're going to have – better edge rushers. I mean, some of these guys, they have the speed of defensive backs and they're strong as the DNs. I mean, it's kind of crazy how physical and how athletic these young guys are. Yeah, and it's great to see for the program, man. I'm telling you, we're only getting better as we keep going. Russ, one thing I want to talk about today, the NCAA releases a new rule about how the clock will continue to run after first downs this upcoming season and for the rest, I guess, for as long until they change it back. Russ, what do you think? Well, I think the same thing as everybody else. Like, what the heck is wrong with the NCAA? I mean, that's a terrible rule. Well, the NCAA has no power. I mean, they release name, image, likeness, and don't put any regulations or anything over it. So that's now taken over all of college sports, not just college football. And then, besides Division Three, because everybody cares about Division Three. And then they come, the NCAA comes back, and you know everybody's, you know, just to remind everybody that they have some little power left. The NCAA goes. The clock's going to continue to run after first downs to make games short. This isn't baseball. Football <laughs> is the most entertaining thing to watch. You, everybody wants to soak it in, soak all of it in. And this 
folks, if you think this is going to make games shorter, you're just you're just wrong. This is going to make commercial breaks longer, and more commercials are going, and this is going to be less football. And now, another thing it's going to ruin is late game situations. Yeah, you're just gonna you're not going to be able. Time. You know, what I mean, you got a minute to drive down the field. Okay, you used to be able to get a first down, run up, spike the ball, and you only lose about two or three seconds between that. You know, first down and then spiking the ball. But now, I mean, you're going to lose 15, 20 seconds. You're not going to get any place in. You know, your timeouts are going to become so valuable that coaches will not use them until the end of the game because they won't know. And that's just going to hurt the sport. That's, that hurts defenses. That hurts offenses. That hurts personnel. I, it's the, the dumbest rule added to the sport I think I've ever seen. It will not last. I promise you that. I get after this year. I do not think it'll be a thing anymore. You know, people complain about you know football's gotten soft and all this and that. You know, player safety. I I do agree with all these rules, and you know, I think player safety and player health is the most important thing. But trying to make games shorter so you can make more money, I think that can backfire on you in a big way. I mean. You know, baseball games have gotten increasingly shorter, but this isn't... And I enjoy watching them more. Yeah, but this isn't baseball, and I can sit through a full football game and be entertained the whole entire time. I cannot do that with baseball, although I do love the sport. This confuses me so much. I don't know what college football is turning into. I don't know what the NCAA, what their goal is with this, Russ. I, you know, I couldn't tell you. You got anything else to talk about today, Reed? Any more topics we got? I'm good, man. You good? Oh, uh, what's that guy's name? Stevon Vaughn or something? What? Uh, oh, 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 my. What's his name? The walk-on running back? The walk-on guy. Clark. Stevon uh, Clark. Savion Clark? Yeah. Savion Clark. <laughs> Enters the transfer portal. Big hit on this running back room. The, that <laughs> was in here. That was a joke. Savon, Savion Clark is walk-on running back. Entered the portal today. I've heard he he didn't enter the portal. I heard it was all rumor. I don't really know what to believe. Either way, Savion Clark wouldn't really get any meaningful snaps with this team anyway. Not a big not a big deal for me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I was just kidding about that. I'm not too worried thank about you. it. Thanks, thank you, Russ, for bringing that up. Thanks, Mr. Clark, for all your uh, time at Georgia, and we hope you succeed somewhere else. We wish you the best. Well, Russ, that's gonna be it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. We hope you enjoy.